Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That right there is the one. All right. That's the noise I want when I open my can. All right. The little click and then the pop. Yes. That's what she said. That's what I want. Uh, The beer we are drinking on the segment today, I picked. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, These were beers I bought for myself this weekend that I didn't get to. And I had three left in the fridge, and I was like, oh, it's my turn to do beer of the week. And, uh, boy, okay. Sorry, bud. Full beer. Okay, let's go. Didn't didn't mean to do that. Um, Oh, wow, super fresh. Yes. And uh, these were beers I bought for myself and didn't drink. And I was like, oh, I got to bring beer in for the podcast today. Here's two that uh, we haven't had before. And this is an ESB. And we had an ESB Nitro as our beer of the week last week. So I thought it would be fun to drink a non-Nitro ESB from Block 15 as our beer during the segment today. I do love this style, my friend. We both do. And uh, Block 15, a brewery I haven't had as much of lately, outside of their selection series we've been having. Um, I did have their Chinook one this week, which I know we drank on the podcast. but uh, No, we had the Amarillo on the podcast. Ah, then the Chinook one, also delightful. Yes, I enjoyed the Chinook one more so than I did the Amarillo one. I didn't love the Amarillo one. What was the one we did last week? <clears throat> I think it was the Amarillo. Because I said it was my favorite of the two years. Yeah, and I think... I don't think it was the Amarillo. Maybe it was the Chinook. It wasn't... What's the other one they did? They did three. Cashmere. Yes. That was the one. I remember being like, this is really unique, and I didn't expect this. I think that's one that I was like, eh, not my favorite. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. You guys probably know better because, well, you listen, and we just talk. I have well, no listening, idea. not our strong suit. I have no idea what's going on. Talking... Well, probably not not our strong suit either, because I just messed up my speech. Oh, it, it's one of the only things I'm good at. Oh, okay. And I don't even know if I'm that good at it. <laughs> uh, you can find this podcast most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey app, tending to the fan.com. Instagram.com slash beers on us is where you can find us on social media. You can DM us there, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you or at least like it when we see it. And we often bring up some of the messages we get on the podcast as well. Personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. Like, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us if you have yet to do so or if you are new to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you for listening if you are new. Welcome. Um, <clears throat> we can beer. I have nothing. 
Right, because you don't drink beer anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, I have a pretty, I have like a, a great story to tell you. Fantastic. For my weekend beer. So I was down at the beer store in Milwaukee. Uh, I used to work in Milwaukee. I know the owners of the beer store. It is a fantastic place. Awesome. If you live in Milwaukee and you haven't been, shame on you. If you're ever in Milwaukee and you need a place to stop, the beer store in downtown Milwaukee is just awesome. Pretty solid food, tons of cooler doors with to-go beer, and usually a great tap list. Uh, they are one of our best accounts at Grains of Wrath in the state of Oregon. So shout out to the beer store. I was there for an event. We had like eight beers on or something like that. It was a grand old time. But on the way out, I was looking at the beer coolers to see if there was anything I wanted to take home. I wanted to buy, support a little extra for a Milwaukee beer store. And, um, you know, I, 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 I parent three children. And, one, and our youngest came up to me and was like, you should get that one. And I was like, that sounds like a terrible idea. No, it doesn't. Yes, I will get that beer. And then I got the girls over and I was like, pick one. <laughs> and I let them all pick out a beer. Um, not great results. <laughs> uh, not great results, but I thought it like a really fascinating experiment. And I haven't, Absolutely. Drank, I haven't drank any of them yet because I was going to see if you wanted to do that at all. Sure. Uh, and then we could drink them together in terror. Okay. Um, one of them I am interested in, which which relates to what, what we're going to talk about later, um, is I got a Block 15 Doppelbach. Oh, I've had that one. I got a, a Milk Stout of some sort. Okay. I got a... A lot of these were from breweries I don't know. And then I got a Berliner Weiss with fruit. Okay. And then the crown jewel of all of them is from Evil Twin Brewing. I got a milkshake IPA with tangerine, yuzu, and lactose. Oh. And as we know from Evil Twin Brewing, way back in the day on the podcast, I had a solo episode, mm -hmm. and I bought one of their barrel-aged stouts, which they are known for. Mm -hmm. Boy, it was sweet. Yeah. Like, sickeningly sweet. Oh, I didn't get an, I didn't get a sour with fruit. It was um, well. You said Berliner Weiss. Yeah, Berliner Weiss with fruit. No, that that's not what I got. I think that got put back because our youngest saw where the mild things are. I've had that as from well from Ex Novo. Ex Novo, because he loves where the wild things are, mm -hmm. and so he saw the 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 can label, and he was like, "You got to get that one." So I am excited because it's a dark English mild. That's good. I, I had it two weeks ago. Okay. It was solid. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm actually excited to drink the Doppelbach, which, again, I'll get to later. And uh, the the Milk Stout. We'll see. I like Milk Stouts. Well, if you want to do an episode next week based on those beer choices, I'm down. You just drink those four? It can be. It's not going to be a tasting room. It's going to be like the crapshoot lottery mode. I was going to say kids' choice, <laughs> that but that's, that sounds terrible. I know. I know. He was like, can I carry this out to the car? I was like, no, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the kids' choice awards is what yeah. we can call the episode. <laughs> and uh, we can we can hand out Nickelodeon blimps to ourselves yes, and, and, and try a and milkshake IPA that someone's ourselves. still making for yeah, some reason. Yeah, Evil Twin is. I don't know why. They're out of New York, right? Like Brooklyn yeah, or something? yeah. Um, yeah, I look, I, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer or like pooping on the party of the weekend beer. I am still drinking some beer on the weekends. Um, and I will tell you if I had any that were particularly good this weekend, uh, the ones I had were fine That's and, okay. uh, didn't stand out. And I, outside of Wednesdays, I am not drinking beer during the week. So it's okay. I, I'm very happy with the results so far. Excellent. Uh, I, I talked about it last week. I gave a little self pat on the back, but, uh, I'm really starting to notice it this week, so it's that's been nice. I jest you because I love you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, we got a lot of good comments about last week's yes. episode. Yes. A lot of great feedback. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, those of you who came in. Uh, one of our, our top P1s, or, or main P1s, I should say, is Taylor. And uh, he was chatting with me about his brewery food experience. He said he and his lady have a rating system for pretzels at every brewery. Interesting. And um, that's like their thing. That mm-hmm. Every time they go somewhere, they get a pretzel and they rate it. And uh, he was like, I kind of agree that he said, I never really thought about it, but yeah, brewery food, it's like, you just kind of know what you're getting, mm-hmm. which is safe and good, but you want that extra level. Right. And then uh, he asked me where you should go in the West Burbs. And I told him, try the new Loyal Legion if you haven't yet. Yeah, and he we did like that. And enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's a good place to try. Um, so thank you guys for listening last week and enjoying that. That was purely a spur of the moment. Like, I'm passionate about this right now because I had great food at a brewery last week and let's talk about it. And it worked. It worked. So I'm glad. It worked nicely. Uh, on the pod today, beer judging mm. is the topic. Yes. And I want to let you share what you're comfortable sharing. Sure. Because I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> that uh, can't be spoiled. Sure. So uh, Patrick had a very fun experience this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably a like beer life dash changing experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, please do tell us about what you got to do, or at least however much you can tell us about what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I've been kind of talking about this like it's you know definitely one of one of the highlights of my beer career, which is not that sexy or anything crazy like that. But you know, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of cool people and go places and 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 be exposed to a lot of really cool beer and really cool brands and personalities in this industry your your biggest strength is your networking ability yeah in the industry yeah i've been very fortunate and that's a big shout out to my time at at breakside for that um but i was fortunate enough to judge at the oregon beer awards this last weekend um which is something i've always been very curious about um but never had a lot of faith in myself in terms of being an actual qualified person and boy when i got there and looked around the room and saw some of the most famous people i know uh in the Oregon beer scene i was like yep not qualified <laughs> hold yourself together and make sure you don't look like a jerk well i seem to remember a specific ipa challenge that we did where one of your favorite ipas <laughs> in the state was met with complete disgust uh we didn't find out till later what that was but uh patrick did not like the volatile substance at <laughs> hawthorne hop house Meanwhile, that's like one of your favorite West Coast IPs. Yeah, and then I walked into the judging and I sat at a table with Sam from Von Eber and I was like, oh God, I'm not qualified for this. I'm not qualified at all. I taste diacetyl in this. Hey. Uh, But it was a really fun experience. And, um, you know, I was able to sit on some tables that were some metal rounds. And, you know, I can talk about this maybe after the OBAs just to be polite. But the, the, the system, the way they do it, the experience was really cool. Um, we got there, I got there at eight o'clock in the morning, both Saturday and Sunday. And what I, I think the biggest thing that helped me was when I got there, there was a lot of people there that I knew. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, I said hi to Sean Burke from Foreland and, and John Harris from Ecliptic and some Breakside kids I know and Sam, et cetera, and some other people. So that kind of made me feel comfortable. But what was really fun was just being at these tables with people who I massively respect uh, being able to talk about beers blindly. We don't know who they are. We just know the, the category they've entered it in and their self-description of that beer. Um, and so it was really interesting because everyone, it's like this laid-back environment 
that everyone takes extremely seriously. Yeah. So I feel like <clears throat> that sentence is the craft beer world in a sentence. Yeah, definitely. It's a really here. laid back environment, but it's take it's taken really seriously. Yeah, and so it it was really cool. And at first, I was definitely scared to like share my opinions. Everyone there pretty much blindly looks at you and says, if you're here, we respect you. Mm. And so I learned a lot. Um, and I was exposed to a lot of things. I mean, when you're sitting there with somebody that you massively respect and you point something out and, and they say to you, hey, that's a really good point. I, I agree because of this also and this also. You're kind of like, whoa. So it was really cool is what runs what runs through it is it's, you know, it's it's you have your prelims where you're you're tasting beers and it's all blind and you're looking at it for all aspects. You're looking at color. You're looking at aroma. You're looking at head retention. How's the how's the beginning, middle, and the end? And it's funny. You'd sit there and we're kind of chatting, getting to know some people if you don't know people. As Just as a quick drop-in is as someone who is way more novice than Patrick at this, even though we've been doing this podcast for a while, like I respect your palate more than mine. The fact that you said beginning, middle, end, and that's like always what I go to now from the podcast and when I drink beer, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing something right. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and and so you sit there and there's preliminary rounds and and you're kind of sitting around and you're chatting with some people. You know, if you don't know them, hey, my name is Patrick. What's your name? Oh, nice to meet you. You know, where do you work? What do you do? Cool, cool. I, I love that brewery. What? Blah blah blah. And then these beers sit down, and then it's silent. Mm -hmm. So you've got you could have anywhere from twelve to six, to however many beers you have in front of you, and everyone goes through and it's quiet. And you go through and you're tasting, you're taking notes. Dun 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 dun. dun. Then you kind of finish with everything and you politely wait without being rude. Then when everybody's done, you kind of stop and you look at each other and you're like, "You ready? All right, cool." And then boom, you go. And you then it's talk. like you start. Okay, beer one one two five. Uh, let's start with this, you know, or is there any beers that we have, you know, actual major flaws, major concerns about? Then you talk about those and the sessions are all recorded. Mm. Um, so even though you're not like this block 15 ESB, you're like this one, one, two, five in the English ale category. Uh, I get this, this da, 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 da. And so it's recorded so that the people that entered and are in that category can go back and listen to it. That's cool. For feedback. So that puts a little more onus on you. You like gotta like, make sure you're kinda on kind of like what we do point. what we do here. Yeah. You know, I I had Except a Except with a lot less pressure. <laughs> right, right. I, I I heard, you know, somebody was like, you know, I get a lot of oxidation out of this. And I heard another judge tell me, you know, try not to use those like buzzwords, quote unquote of VDK diastole or DMS or oxidation or whatever, because if you just say this beer is oxidized, what does that do to the person listening? So it was really fun, and I, I learned an insane amount of hearing these great palates, these great men and women throughout the state that work in this industry, these great palates describe these beers without blowing them up, talking negatively it was very educational very formal yeah. very constructive and it's it's funny because you can get to the end and i'll be fascinated to see how you change on the podcast just from that experience in terms of how you describe the yeah that's kind of what it was and you just and i just dropped into this mind frame i mean i always took it very seriously um because again i've you know this was one of those they had some late people that couldn't get in that were unable to attend anymore and i kind of just got this right place, right time, 
kind of opportunity knocks thing. Yeah. And I said yes. And of course I, you say yes. Of course you say yes. Um, and it it was wild. You know, there were there were categories of beer that I don't drink that you that I understand and know. You know, I get the the base gist, and I got I got some things ahead of time, so I was able to do a little research and make sure I was up to snuff. But it's like, you know, on Sunday we were I was at a table. We were drinking red beers was is the category, and in there on our table we had ten different Doppelbachs. Hmm. And I'm like, I just mentioned that Doppelbach in the fridge, and I'm like, oh god, that beer terrifies me. <laughs> That, that style te- absolutely terrifies me, Doppelbach. It's not something I want to go to. It's not something I know a ton about. It was crazy. The first sip of the first beer I took, it was like, you know this style. Yeah. You understand its parameters. Even if you aren't fully into this style, you have other judges around you you can lean into to make sure you're all talking and finding the right one. And sure enough, at the end of it, there was a couple really good Doppelbox in there. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, oh, which got me thinking, I can't wait to drink this Doppelbock I have in the fridge, which I would have never said ever. Right. And and it's cool. And because it's all blind, you know, there, there are things you can't be on a table that you have that you wherever you work for has a beer in. So, you know, I'm not in any of the any of the clear hoppy categories for being at grains, some of the European loggers, things like that. When so you said you did like some with 10 beers. Like what is the cut down number? Cause there's, you, you said there's preliminary mm-hmm. and then there's like a secondary and then there's like a metal round. Yeah. So, so if you're sitting at, so if you're sitting at this table, like is the metal round just three beers and you just put them in order? No. Okay. No metal round is going to be more than three beers. Okay. So what you're kind of doing is you're in these preliminary rounds, especially of larger categories. Um, like red beers is a large category. There were four tables tasting red beers mm. that all fit in that with different styles and mixed in and stuff like that. And so if I'm sitting there and there's 13 beers in front of us, we have to choose three to pass three to advance. So each table chooses three. Yeah. So then you get to the next round and there's Boy. more there and then you pair it down again and then boom, I guess, I guess. And when- there's like logistics behind it between how many tables for each category, how many people are on each table. What's interesting is when you tell me that I think like sports standings, I'm like, so, so the fourth beer on your table could have been the best on another table, but it's not getting through. Correcto mundo. But at the end, you're probably not picking that beer anyway because it's fourth on your table. But some people are also at a different table drinking the same beers you are. Oh. How does that work? Because... What if you both pick three different beers from your set of 13? Then they might advance. Interesting. Yeah. Boy, the logistics of that sound really difficult to set up. I know. Shout out to Ben Edmonds and Willamette Weekly for making that happen. It was such a smoothly run thing. It was. It was. Well, absolutely I've been doing fantastic. it for so many years yeah. now. Yeah. And it was just as somebody who attends the event, you know, and we are now a sponsor of that event, and somebody who is who has been dying to just. I just wanted to be a fly on the wall, to be a part of it. It it it, it was really cool, and it pushed yourself a lot of focus, um, a lot of cleansing your palate you know they provided oyster crackers for us and water and you just had to be ready and like i said it was just really cool like we got there in the morning it's pouring rain you know everyone's kind of just chilling it's a little quiet it's a little early it's a weekend and then by the end of the day we're all having beers together just kind of laughing and joking not even almost talking about what you just went through right how long did the process take each day 
Uh, I got there at 8 every morning, and I was done at 5. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. With a lunch break in between. That's a lot of beers, too. Yeah, yeah. It's about three, four ounces, maybe five ounces tops per beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was a table I sat on, a semifinal table that I sat on, which is a category that uh, are beers that I really love. And I think we only had six beers there, and I finished three of them. Mm. Not intentionally, but it was like it got to, and it was like, oh, boy, I got to know what I feel about these beers because they're gone. It's yeah. like I kept wanting to go back to, like, smell and sip and things change as they warm up and stuff. So when you have those big flights, you know, you have to find ways to accurately taste all the beers in their peak position. How how did you manage to, did you go like one beer at a time and finish that, finish, quote unquote, finish your tasting of that beer? Or did you go like one through six or whatever and then go back again and do it again? Mine kind of evolved Especially because you need to cleanse your palate, too. Yeah, mine kind of evolved and was different stuff throughout each category. But the majority of stuff that I did, me personally, how I like to taste beer, was seeing all those was I kind of, a, a lot of like the big tables that I had with that, with, that were a lot of beers on it, I went through and went aroma first. Like I stirred them a little bit and smelled each beer. And any beers that were like, whoa, that smells good. Wrote a little note to myself. Ooh, that smells like something's wrong. Wrote a little note to myself. And then I went through and tasted each beer, one sip. Okay. Each through. And then I kind of had this master list of beers that I initially thought were kind of like, ooh, that's really good. And I revisited those. And not for every category. For the Doppelbach, for example. I revisited those. And then I had ones that I was like, you know, I'm not feeling great about this. And I went and I revisited those and wrote a lot of notes because I knew... Like as in you didn't love the beer or you didn't have a great grasp of what the beer was? I didn't love the beer. Gotcha. And so I just wanted to make sure anybody, if anybody's listening, like giving positive, constructive feedback, um, which is kind of tough because then those beers that are kind of in the middle... They kind of get lost. They kind of get bit. lost a little bit, yeah. Um, but it, But it was cool, man. I mean... All different styles. I mean, I work at Grains of Wrath, and Grains of Wrath makes the beers that I love drinking. So being in different categories was cool. Like, I was at a metal table of a style that I am not interested in at all and tasted some really good beers. Mm -hmm. Tasted some really good beers. I mean, this will never happen for me, but that sounds amazing. Like, I would love to just try it once. Right. Like, doing that episode that we did at Hawthorne Hop House Mm -hmm. was like a, a gist of it. And I failed miserably. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a guessing game. It's really tough to guess. But like, what did I get? Two right yeah. out of the twelve beers or whatever. And I got it was. none and bashed one of my favorite beers yeah. of all time. Like the idea of just what your taste buds tell you has some weight mm-hmm. is really exciting to me. Yeah, and 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 I learned I learned other stuff too. Like when well, I was going to ask you, what is like one thing? What's like the top thing that you learned that you left and you were like. I need to remember that. That is important, and I love that I learned that. My number one thing is perception. Um, perception was the number one thing I learned. Um, a friend of mine who will remain nameless, they told me, they gave me some advice when we first got there. They said, they and it was their, their opinion. I don't know if everybody agrees with this, but they said, and this trickled to everything that I did. They said, don't ask people if they've judged before, and if they ask you, politely don't respond. I was like, really? I was like, yeah, man. 
if you've, if you've been judging for 10 years, someone's going to blindly accept your opinion. If this is your first time, people might not respect that. Mm -hmm. So just treat everyone as equals and keep your perception of everything neutral. So like, even if you are sitting with somebody who you really respect in the, in the beer community, don't let that dominate your opinion of what you're tasting. Gotcha. And that trickled down to everything. Like when somebody had something to say, if there was a beer that I liked and somebody didn't like it, don't shut down. Like go back, taste it. Are you wrong? Are they wrong? Where can you meet in the middle? Um, it was all about basically trust your palate, trust your palate and trust the others around you as much as you trust yourself. What about beer wise? Was there anything that you learned in terms of flavor profiles or ways to describe flavors that stuck to you? Cause you said you learned so much, especially about styles like Doppelbox, which you would not have a lot of depth <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Like, is there anything like that that really stuck out to you of like, a way to describe whatever flavor or what, whatever, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really know. So that's why right, I'm kind of leaving right. it broad. Right. You know, I, that, that that's a tough question. Cause I don't, you know, I actually might go back and listen to some of those audio recordings of some tables I sat on just, just for my own personal, like learning experience. I think a lot of it is the biggest well, and thing you get to relive it, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing I think is like, stick to your guns. Like there was a moment where, when I was on a table that was like, I don't mean to keep, it was like the fourth beer in a row. I had something to say about this. It was, I had something to say about the body of the beer. And I think the biggest thing that I learned was what stands out in my palate. Mm -hmm. I, and, and some of that stuff is what I already know. You know, I'm a big aroma guy. I'm a big Finnish guy. When it comes to especially things like IPAs, I love a real dry, crisp finish. But I learned um, that that might all be wrong. I think where the beer sits in my mouth, mouthfeel, body, uh, is might actually be the most important thing to me. Mm. Even though I say it's aroma and and a fi and the dry finish, yeah. Because there was a table I was sitting on, and I was like, I don't mean to be the body guy that keeps talking about body and mouthfeel, but this body is fill in the blank. And I found myself focusing on that the most, which I didn't expect. I expected myself to focus on my guns, mm -hmm. aroma and back end. When in reality, I think my gun is the mid palate. It's interesting you say that because on this podcast, you bring up body a lot. And see, that's what I think. It's like, I have this perception again of myself and what I think about my palate and my perception is inaccurate. Mm -hmm. You know that, these listeners know that, I didn't know that. Now I do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So before we go to beer of the week, I want you to take a sip of the beer and with your new advanced <laughs> beer judging goggles on, tell us about this Block 15 ESP or beer 6969. Nice. Nice. Um, this beer is clean. Um, it's a little thin for me uh, as far as the style goes. And uh, I wish it was a little more bitter. Cool. That that's just what I would say. I know it doesn't sound much more different. Well, what it what it does sound is more confident. Oh, interesting. Because sometimes you're like, ah, well, it's clean, and you, know, you yeah. were like, this is clean. Yeah. This is this. This is that. Yeah. I wish. Bang! It was, boom! Bam! Yeah. I wish it was a little more full, and I wish it was a little more bitter. How's the aroma, Mister Aroma Man? Malty. 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 It's a little fruity. There's yeah. a little kind of like fruity in the I heard you finished, or else I yeah, would smell it again. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, this is one of those beers that if I'm sitting at a table, this would have a little like, you'll want to come back to this because it's initial aroma, it's initial flavor is clean. And it was and it was cool. You'd sit at tables where I'm like, you know, oh, I, I like the finish of this beer. And then you go to another person and they're like, the yeast profile on this is fantastic. And I'm like, the what profile? <laughs> How do you taste the yeast? <laughs> Can you come back to me on that one? <laughs> you know? Describe to me the yeast. So when you talk about yeast, you know, but but that was the thing, you know, when someone says that, you're kind of listening. And that's when you're learning. Like, what are they grabbing from that yeast profile? I know we sit and joke, what's yeast? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the kind of thing. You you kind of learn real quickly where the strengths are of people on on the on the panel. Well, I imagine you. if you've got some long term brewers on that mm-hmm. panel, like they know all the little ins and outs of those details. Like mm-hmm. for someone like you who's sitting on there, you're like, I yeast qual like what? <laughs> Yeah, like, and, but they're like, well, this, 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 and this. So that's their strength, which mm-hmm. is good. And and there are style, you know, there are styles where I'm like, oh, yeast profile. Yeah, I know yeast profile on this really well. And then there's other styles you're kind of like, I really kind of know malt profile a little better, or mm-hmm. hop profile, or off flavors, or something like that. Just fascinating. How many people per table? Judging? Three until you got to a metal round. Only three. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I kind of pictured like a big table with like six people because it would allow for more varied conversation, I right. guess. But that's why there are multiple tables drinking the same beers. Gotcha. It's all checks and balances. Mm. Well, very interesting. I'm very jealous you got to do that. I'm very happy that you got to do that because I know that's something that is very, very cool for you. Yeah, if I never do it again, I, I, I'll, I'll always remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, it was cool. A so, little surreal. Yeah, I can imagine. You probably felt like you were like floating through it. Like you got to Sunday night and you were like, I have to remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, as you're driving away, you stop and then you turn around and you go, it's like when you look back at that chick you just met, mm-hmm. you're like, that look back and you like, see if they look back like, at whoa. you. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like that. It was really fun. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy you got to do that. Thanks, man. That's very, very cool. I, I don't, you know. I'm uh, excited to hear after OBAs a little bit more details of like what you tried sure. and what categories you did mm-hmm. and, uh, Obviously, you don't know what beers you picked. I, I would like to know who won in these some of these categories because there were some beers that I had that were really damn good. Well, we'll find out uh, April sixth. Well, I guess two weeks from today. Yeah, I guess April seventh. We'll have to come in and you'll have to try to come in on that Thursday to do that episode because we're going to both be there on on Wednesday night. Yeah, and we should probably make sure that episode's timely for OBAs that seventh. I agree. So we'll figure that out. But we'll uh, probably on April seventh you will hear. More of that, plus we'll be presenting and probably getting wasted. Probably. <laughs> so <laughs> how I'm getting back to Camus, I have no idea. Yeah, I did ask my girlfriend if she'd be willing to potentially pick me up, and she's like, Well, honey, you know I go to sleep at like nine thirty, and I was yeah. like, I'll probably lift. Yeah. Probably lift home. Yeah. Might yeah. be an expensive lift for me, but might be worth It'll it. It'll be a very expensive <laughs> lift for you at that point. Um, so beer of the week. Okay. This is a brewery. That this podcast has largely ignored for the last year and a half. Okay. I had one of their beers this weekend, and mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally didn't bring it up in the beginning. Um, I bought two of their beers. I had one this weekend and was blown away. And the other beer that I bought is our beer of the week. Nice. That is next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris.
time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Getting good. Did you like the tease? Did it give you intrigue of what beer we were drinking? It did, my friend. It did, my friend. So this is a brewery that uh, has been ignored largely on this podcast, not out of choice, more out of just it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Freem. Freem. So. Hello. uh, One, you're not going to bars anymore, or you haven't been, so you haven't been drinking Freem on tap. Right. Uh, The can craze has existed, and uh, you want to finish that? Sure. Can can craze has existed, and Freem didn't follow suit for two years, and they were doing well, the, the the six packs. Well, of course, yes. yes. But I'm talking, you know, pint cans here. The 500. I always forget the size. 500 mils. Is that what this is? Uh, I mean, the can is probably 16 ounce, but okay. Yeah, I, 16 ounce can, but their bottles are 500 mils, which okay. is 16.9. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> because you know. The metric system. Yeah, and you got to get an extra point nine in there for some reason. Um, I'm terrible, terrible at remembering that stuff. Mm-hmm. That is, I never did well with that in school. My brain doesn't work with like systems of measurement like that. I just can't do it. Well, and also our system of measurement in America is stupid. But it, it doesn't matter. I wasn't learning the metric system. I just, I don't, my brain cannot function in that realm. I struggle with sizes of things like that all the time. Either way. Um, the tall boy cans were, were non-existent for frame. Mm-hmm. And when that craze started, I realized how much I preferred these 16 ounce cans to the bottles. Um, one, not as heavy, mm-hmm. obviously both are recyclable, but, uh, two, I felt like there were way more options in cans and it was probably cheaper for the breweries to do it that way. Mm-hmm. So they were really spitting out a lot more stuff. I also like the way they feel in my hand. I do too. I really do. Uh, and I feel like you get way more creative can art because uh, it's can. Unless and it's a high a life, unless it's a high life long neck, then baby, send them down all day, every day, uh, or a gigantic bottle because those have cool bottle <laughs> art as well. Yeah. Um, but I saw these on the shelf at Market of Choice this week, and I know that you had bought a Freem can mm-hmm. previously and showed it to me as well. And I was like, I haven't had Freem since 2020, and that's not an exaggeration. Wow. I went to Hood River for my birthday that year with my roommate and his friends because it was my first birthday after the divorce, and I was like, I need to do something. Got to do something. And we sat outside on the waterfront park. We had gone to Freem. We we got takeout food or, or beer, went to Double Mountain, got some pizza, whatever. I forget the exact details of it. That was the last time I had a Freem beer. Wow. Because um, I, I hadn't bought it at the supermarket as far as I remember. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I hadn't, and I'm not buying bottles mm-hmm. and I saw these on the shelf and I was like, I haven't even thought about Freem for two years. That's so interesting. Let's buy it because think about it. Think about the podcast the last year. We've talked a lot about breweries that have been doing well. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned Freem. We, we haven't. Often, we often mention like, here are the top five breweries we love. We don't mention Freem. Yeah. Not because they're not one of the top five breweries, but because we just stopped drinking their beer because they were harder to get to. Yeah, and I what, what's really interesting about Freem is these tall boy cans, what this signifies to me is that they're ready to make the jump. Yeah. From a 15,000 barrel a year brewery to a 25, potentially 30,000. These beers are in the grocery store now. Mm-hmm. I mean, their six packs were their entryway. They kind of open the door, test the water. How's this going? Is this doing well? And they've done really well. And now 
this is your seasonal, your one-offs, stuff like that. Although the three beers that are in cans I have had in the past, um, this signifies to me kind of like we talk about it. We talk about it in sports. When you see a team that's kind of like on the cusp of like a really good roster, but they really need just that one big piece, and then the Broncos go get Russell Wilson, you're like, whoa, hey, hell yeah, you guys are going for it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, we talked about the Blue Jays. Whoa, you guys are going for it. When I see Freeman these cans, it's whoa, you guys are going for it. You're ready to go up against the Breaksides, the Fort Georges, the Pelicans of the world. Um, by the way, I ran into Corn and Darren over the weekend from Very Pelican. Nice. So shout out to you guys. I love you. Um, and uh, that's what that tells me when I see these tall boys. It's like, we're no longer that cool brewery in Hood River. We are about to be... All you, up in your you, face. You know who we are now. Although, yeah. I, I mean, everybody knows who these guys are. But we know that in the beer community, this is now telling the general population, the Fred Meyer, Albertsons people, we're here and we're here to play. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives those people more of a chance to taste those one-off beers that are not free my PA, mm-hmm. free and Pilsner, free and Pale Ale, which are in the small cans and the six packs. Um, I had the Bright Pale over the weekend, and that's what I was alluding to. That beer is amazing. That beer's always been great. Yes, and <clears throat> it rekindled it for <clears throat> me like, why did I stop drinking Freem? Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I, I brought it in today because I thought it was an interesting discussion of like, I stopped drinking it not because I didn't want it. It was just, I didn't have it available to me. And this one that we're having here is the Sparkling IPA, which sounds very Brute IPA based on that name. But I don't believe it is. I don't think it is either. Uh, this beer also fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of us, when we think of Freem, we have shifted towards their lager program. You know, I think their Vienna is very good. I love their Japanese lager. Um, but what I always forget, and, and their IPAs are solid. Their hot program is solid. But I think where the real gems are at Freem is those hoppy pails, mm-hmm. like Bright Pale. That stuff, Mosaic Pale, that stuff is awesome. I miss that Mosaic Pale. I think it's Bright Pale. Oh, is it that? I think it's evolved to that. Okay. At least somebody said that to me the other day. But I was like, really? I thought they were different beers. Um, but yes, I'm a big lager program fan of them. But it's that that hoppy pale well, that I'm really into. I'll tell you this about this beer. The nose is fantastic. Yep. Um, this has pineapple, which I know you don't love. Uh, it has mango, which I don't love. But what's funny is that together, I'm just getting like a tropical deliciousness of mm-hmm. the hop flavor. This IPA has some of the most distinct flavors mm-hmm. of any IPA we've had in a while on this podcast. In terms of like, I can take a sip and go, ah, there's the pineapple. Oh, there's the mango. And then I smell it. I'm like tropical fruit. Right. Whereas sometimes for me, especially with my palate, they get a little muddied and I'm like, there's hops. I I taste it. And this, I'm like, I taste the fruit you told me that I'm going to taste. Especially the word tropical is so open. Yep. Like, what is that? What is, what is that? What does it all mean, Basil? It it means many things. It means lime. It means lemon. It means mango. It means this is papaya. Uh, It says, with aromas of sugar covered strawberries, pineapple, and mango, and notes of kiwi, white grape, honeydew, and guava. Um, I get the strawberries big in the nose, and mm. I get the white grape on the back end, which makes me, me think there might be like some Nelson Sauvin going on in there. Well, that's also where some of the dryness comes from, <clears throat> is that white grape, like mm-hmm. Chardonnay dryness if you're drinking a wine. Mm-hmm. It really kind of- I usually say like Sauvignon Blanc. Sure, even yeah. drier, yeah. Um, kind of just really like 
dries up the back of your palate and makes you want to go back for that next sip again. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not like some sort of, here's a really cool, unique beer of the week that I think we should share with you guys. It's like, don't forget Freedom Exists, guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> if any of you out there are like me and just because of COVID, you didn't go to Hood River and you didn't buy bottles, they still are making bomb-ass beer. Yeah, and I think on this pod, especially when we're doing Beer of the Week, we're trying to find new and different stuff. Yep. You know, we're trying to find more intricate, one-off stuff, so you kind of forget to go back to the well. I'm really I'm really curious where this 16-ounce Tallboy can is, program is going to go for Freem, because the three beers out of the gate were Hellas, Bright Pale, and Sparkling IPA. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. what's next? Mm -hmm. What are, you know, are, are these the ones we get all the time? Or are they going to be that much more rotated? What's going on here? Based on the fact that they have the six ounce, or the six ounce, the six packs, um, they'll probably rotate these more. That's what I I'm would imagine. And but, then it's like, what beers are you going to put in there? You give me Japanese rice lager? Ooh. Please, 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 please. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I also know, you know, from in talking with my distributor friends and because when when breweries make moves like this, you know, we we you know, let's use grains who I work for. You know, we are not in the business to compete with Freem. We don't make that much beer. We don't have as much of a, a name as they do. We haven't been around as long as them, et cetera, et cetera. But in talking with some people and looking at it, this is a big move in like the new season's market of choice world mm -hmm. because this is exactly what that crowd wants. Yep. High-end craft beer and a familiar name in a more accessible volume. Yep. It just screams it. it you does. walk into a new season and you see a giant shelf full of Freem four-packs, whoa. And you're it's looking huge. for craft beer, I don't see how you aren't buying a four-pack. I also wonder a little bit, do you think Freem felt left behind? And they went, we're Freem. I, I, I don't know their numbers. Sure. Why are our <clears throat> sales down outside of COVID? Why are these breweries getting more pub than we are right now? And maybe someone just went, guys, you got a can. Like you got you got to do the you got to do the the one off cans, you got to get onto those those special shelves right. the specialty store shelves right and the bottle shop shelves, not on tap not in your six packs you need to break into that market because that's where like Sun River made their name mm -hmm. in the in the general beer drinking community was in these sixteen ounce cans mm -hmm. that's where Barrelick really blew up was in these 16-ounce cans. Mm -hmm. When Breakside turned to 16-ounce cans, everybody went, finally. Yep. I, I, You know, I don't know because I don't know these guys, but an educated ed educated guess and knowing how they kind of do have done things, I think they just waited for the right moment. Well, I'm also curious, too, is... And kind of just said, this is the time. Let's do it. I'm thinking about it also like, yes, you're in Oregon, but you're separate from the Portland market and you're not as tuned into everything that's happening on a daily basis. Like Double Mountain isn't doing sixteen ounce cans. No, um, they have their whole recyclable bottle thing. Ferment isn't doing. Well, they're starting to, but they have their weird bottles. Mm -hmm. But they started to do their uh, their special series in the sixteen, in the 16 ounce, ounce. Yeah, top but, ferment, bottom ferment. But they're still doing their <clears throat> bottles. I right. wonder if out there it was like, why do we need to make sixteen ounce cans? I wonder if that was like just yeah. not as top of mind. Maybe because in Hood River it doesn't matter because your locals are still coming and they're buying bottles and it doesn't matter. It's a fascinating discussion. I'm curious. About, yeah, about why why you make the switch. Why now when COVID's ending? Right. Quote, unquote. 
as opposed to when sales were through the ground. Right. Uh, so either way, this beer is fantastic. <clears throat> this beer's great. The Bright Pale was fantastic. Don't forget about Freem, guys. And uh, obviously, I'm sure plenty of you have had the Freem IPA and whatever you've mm-hmm. gotten on the supermarket IPA, shelf. IPA, Hazy, Pale, and Pilsner in the six-packs. Also, the Hellas is out in the four-pack Tall Boys, too. Nice. So that's the lager. That's if what you, I'm hoping. Too hoppy in a lager? That'd be rad. It would be. That'd and be rad. If, if you were, like, bored of just getting the same old Freem beers... Don't forget how good Freem is at making these special one-offs right. as well. So there's our Beer of the Week Sparkling IPA uh, from Freem. That's going to do it for us today. Next week, we'll be back with you doing the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, sure. Why not? I feel like we have to call it that now, too, <laughs> even though that has a really bad... Can we a, drop a uh, bucket of green slime on us? No, because <laughs> we're going to be recording this probably Wednesday night at 10 p.m., and I don't want to do a green bucket of slime then. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll get we'll we'll drink those with you guys next week and see what the kids picked. Terrified of that milkshake IPA. I'm terrified of it all, honestly. Except for the Doppelbach, no. Yeah, I guess so. Now you got to help. I guess so. Now you know what you're looking Big for. Big Doppelbach guy over here, you know, <laughs> just an expert on Doppelbachs here. And then uh, two weeks away will be the OBA episode. Yeah, we got we got some good stuff lined up, and then I'm I've still got some other stuff in the works uh, that could be fun to to get in and kind get of get back out there on get locations. back out there on locations, and hopefully those come through. Subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. Instagram.com slash beers on us is where you can DM us all your stuff. Thanks for interacting with us after the brewery food episode last week. And uh, let us know what if you like this episode. I love this episode. This was fantastic to learn about your experience judging. And so. I feel a little like, look at me, but I'm trying not to. It's still cool. It was really cool. It's okay to be proud of yourself. <clears throat> it, it was really cool. <laughs> Kids were like, where are you going? You have to work. It's the weekend. And I was like, look. This isn't work. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I am like about to poop my pants of excitement and fear. <laughs> this isn't work. This is a dream. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, every Thursday at four. Kids. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.